Hello again and welcome to the Mike Thrace podcast. You're listening to your host, Mike Thrace. The Wounded Masculine. It's it's come up through me a bit a fair bit lately with in working with the feminine frequency of allowing ourselves to receive, particularly from that spiritual awakening perspective of reality creation, living in harmony with the doubt, letting go. It feels to me, and it doesn't matter if, how you identify yourself from the gender or perspective and identity, masculine, feminine, binary, non-binary, there's this letting go spaces in there too, in a reality or an environment that's particularly geared to the masculine patriarchy, but somewhat of the wounded masculine and excessive ethening of forcing a disconnection from nature. We naturally, from an awakening perspective, the way shower is stepping to our light. We're being encouraged to let the feminine in. But there's this interesting space for me, and you may also be in that perspective, that when we keep working with the feminine, we're also being encouraged to embody and awaken our masculine. But as you may be aware of all conscious change, and this is something that's coming up for me a lot. To keep focusing too much on the problem is to get more of the problem. To focus on lack, or what we're missing, is to attract more lack and the perspective that we're missing something. So similarly, even though the awakening journey encourages to let go and allow more feminine in, to focus on the wounding, the wounded masculine rather than the awakened masculine, the awakened feminine, the yin-yang balance of divine masculine and divine feminine, is to get more wounding. So it's interesting, isn't it, that we, we work with our stuff and there's certain journeys to this, isn't there, that as we're being encouraged to step into our power, live more from the heart, we do naturally go into some of those heart wounds and I'm hearing in the back of my mind there's different different approaches to this healing, to this embodiment of power. And it really depends where you're at. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in the law of the attraction community and would tie in with what I've just talked about, that it's all about focusing on, yeah, on positivity. It's... Allowing ourselves to recede, it's being in the flow, it's being in the vortex, which is what Esther Abraham Hicks suggests. And I've heard a lot of that content be very, not so much persuasive, but they've been very willing to stress that it's that you shouldn't really go down the rabbit hole too much. That to go too far into the wounding space is to attract that wounding. So it's very clear from these high consciousness teachings. And Ekatai would perhaps feel, fall into this too with present moment awareness. And so they're much being about focusing on what you want to think and meditation and, and nature. And I'm I, I aligned with this too, particularly my second book, The Essential Code, Consciously Change Your Life, is very much a being in the vortex and the flow. But what this may not take into account and what I feel resonant with is people have a lot of wounding below the surface in the body. Because while we can think differently and adopt different thoughts and so attractive to things, for me it's also important, why do we need to feel that we need the things? 
Why do we need the things to be worthy in the first place? Why do we need to keep chasing the rabbit when the rabbit's within, down the rabbit hole? So while it's important to stay in the vortex, in the flow, a part of that vortexual flow and allowing is actually allowing the wounds to come up. So that's a space, isn't it? And that's tied in with the shadow journey, the shadow healing, working with the shadow that, yeah, a lot of law of attraction experts, advocates may not necessarily put forward. But at the same time, it's been my experience that most of them have had some experience with shadow. Neville Goddard, for example, who I'm a big fan of, spent years in that as a, a struggling actor uh, in an artistic profession, which is almost in a sense to go into the a flow with the archetypal space of the artist could be very much around struggling to, to pay the bills, struggling to, to pay the rent, being dependent on others, and never went through all these aspects. But at the same time, he, he went through that journey. Eventually, he got to a space where he met Abdullah, who was his mentor, his teacher. He's kind of this Don Juan, Carlos Castaneda God, or Petrus of, of Palo Coelho in the pilgrimage, a strong masculine mentor, not a wounded one, an empowered one. But for Neville to appreciate what STX would call the contrast, he did have to allow those wounds to come up. So this is what we're getting at, where while it's important to focus on positivity and yeah, an embodied, empowered, prosperous, divine masculine, divine feminine, to fully step into that power, there seems to be this sense that we need to have gone through the shadow first, met the shadow queen, embodied the shadow king. So what I'm getting at with all this information and content and awareness, this feeling space, is that, yeah, even with a lot of spiritual awakening teachers, while we, they can be working with awareness and it's almost like this, this traditional masculine goal conscious yogi space, I think we're being encouraged to go beyond that, to, to really step into a fully embodied, empowered frequency not just one that's, that sits away from the world. Let's create, shift the world. But to be fully embodied and empowered in a conscious world, it is about being balanced in masculine and feminine. So how does one be in an environment, a conscious reality, which is geared towards more negative wounding of the masculine? This is the, the tricky point, isn't it? This is the, the challenge. Because it can be easier to be embodied and empowered in a divine masculine, divine feminine frequency, that Buddha awareness or yogi or yogini, whether it's masculine or feminine, to be a kind of away from the world and our own environment with our meditation practice. That's a big part of it, isn't it? And that's that hermit frequency in its own way. The hermit frequency helps us embody an empowered, conscious, sovereign frequency. It, yeah, I guess I would say... It stops us from giving our attention and our, our energy to certain environment situations that drag and laying on us. It helps us pull the energy back in, our, our, our focus in effect, because our focus goes inward. But to be in a body and empowered leader in a conscious reality, we've got to embody that leadership. We've got to be empowered and we've got to engage with the reality. So how does one do that? They get to stop focusing on the wounding. So this is it, isn't it? Are we willing, once we've gone through the space, and yeah, again, going back to Esther Hicks and Law of Attraction, who 
suggest not to get to go too far down the rabbit hole. And that's the point. If we if we keep going down the wounding, we'll just get more, more of it. But if we don't actually allow it to come forward, we can't fully step into the power. So that's the yin-yang masculine-feminine flow. So it gets to a point, though, to stop identifying as a victim or stop being a warrior that needs to rescue victims. Stop casting enemies for the... To, to fight against or to be victimized 3d so it's to go beyond all the stories and our reality where we've given away our power or we continue to focus on what's missing or lack so to be an embodied empowered divine masculine in harmony with the feminine is to stop seeing the masculine as wounded it's not to cut off or to shame the masculine or to hide from it i've had difficulty with that and i'm still working with that and interestingly, it's not to see purely that either a male has a wounded masculine or even every female has a more empowered feminine. Because it's my experience that there's been as much wounding of the masculine in men as in women, which is perhaps quite surprising when we're looking at gender as a sex compared to the, uh, the consciousness of the person which the, the sex embodies. But what I would suggest in this relatively short podcast video today to stop shaming and stop being wounded is to focus on unconditional love but at the same time don't feel guilty if the woundings come up if the stories come up because rather than trying to fight against them which is a 3d space when we allow them to come up and we're able to actually intend unconditional love be love forgive they dissolve bye for now.